everybody. Welcome to BAMFCAST Extra, episode 28. Yeah. Yeah. It's our extra podcast, and we're doing Shaw Brothers movies, except we're not. Yeah, we're sort of taking a break. A little detour here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Fate of the Furious week, mm-hmm. and so we decided to do a little pit stop. <laughs> Put the Shaw Brothers on hold for just a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We decided to do a couple of eh, quote-unquote knockoffs that we haven't already done of... Fast and Furious movies. Sure. So I don't know how well we succeeded, but we tried. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we did uh, 2007's Red Line. Yes. Not the anime. No. And 2003's Biker Boys. We may have chosen poorly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we probably did not choose well. I will say that. But I will say that other than Torque, there's really no <laughs> good choices out there. You would think this... You would think there would just be a ton of these, and there aren't. Well, except... Unless you're the asylum. Yeah, I was going to say, all right, (laughs) you would think there would be a ton of these, and then you think about how much shit is in a Fast and Furious movie, and then you're like, oh, yeah, you can't make that cheaply. Yeah. And then we prove that. Yeah. Because I didn't realize it was an asylum movie, so first in my head was, Mm -hmm. because it had popped up in Netflix for years, like 200 MPH. Right. And I was like, and you were like, that's an asylum movie. I was like, fuck. Yeah. It's not going to be what you want. Although... Maybe. <laughs> it might have been closer. <laughs> might have been, because uh, the ones we picked, whoo, good golly. Um, so mm-hmm. we're going to we're gonna do these in the order that we watched them. Sure. And separately, we watched Redline. Correct. So let's start with Redline. Yeah, first off, um, we picked it because it was on Amazon Instant, uh, <laughs> Prime, Prime available. A week ago when we planned this out, it was on Amazon. And then when we went to watch it, it is not. No. However, <laughs> it is available... On Vudu, mm-hmm. ad supported, mm-hmm. um, but good luck with that because, <laughs> like, if you're trying to do it off your phone, it won't let you uh, AirPlay or Chromecast it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pretty much need to be on a PC or willing to watch it on your phone, yep. or just not watch it at all. Based on what we're about to talk about, I'm just I'm throwing it out there. It's availability. Yeah, we're we're giving you these tips on how to watch it, mm-hmm. but in a few minutes you're going to realize that you're not going to want to watch it. Sure, but, uh, I, I w- yeah. <laughs> I have one small caveat. Okay. Very small. Okay. Uh, I will say that uh, I successfully got it running on Voodoo ad supported on the PS4. Oh, okay. However, the only ads that were ever shown were for Voodoo. Okay. Which seems real stupid. That's probably the one device I didn't try because I went to the Xbox One and it was like, hey, you can you can rent this. I was like, I don't want to. I want to watch it with ads. Yeah. No, Hmm. not on there. Okay. So, Redline. Uh-huh. Uh, a little backstory on Redline before we get into the meat of Redline. Redline was produced by a subprime mortgage piece of shit. Okay. Who uh, is one of the people responsible for the downfall of the economy in the late 2000s. Great. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was made for two reasons. One, to show off his car collection. Okay. And to show off his then fiance. All right. So... So the so Bob Bear actress is his fiance was oh all right she wisely got away from that train wreck sure yeah good for her was it in two thousand eight I would hope I don't know all right uh, also the director of this movie Andy Chang is a stuntman okay and with this movie we have now seen his entire filmography because he also did two thousand and six's Endgame starring Cuba Gooding Jr. okay that was the one that looked like it was shot on a Fisher Price camera. Oh yeah, okay. and had like a bunch of stars in it that had no reason to be in it, like sure. James Woods and Burt Reynolds, and okay. we were like, "That movie's garbage." Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Were. He's zero for two. 
So it, the the axiom does not hold true that stuntmen make for good action directors because here's proof. Uh, Redline. Yeah. Um, Redline. Um, yeah. To try to recount the plot would be almost impossible. Close to it, I would say. Um, uh, so there's a lady. Uh huh. Well, she's kind of narrating it, but like that, that's not the first thing we see. The first, no. the first uh, act or the first bit of action we get mm-hmm. is um, there. The uh, there's a group of Eddie Griffin and uh, Angus McFadden, mm-hmm. and a room full of some people are just placing bets with each other. Right. It's just hey, we're rich fucks, and we're just gonna bet with each other. Yeah. And, and to Matheson. He's in Vegas. Yeah. He's hanging he, out. He wants some drugs. He does. He and he's and they're drugs. all in LA and they're like <laughs> record for getting here from your place to my uh suite mm-hmm. is two hours. Yep. Uh if I'll whatever, I'll million dollars if million dollars if you can get here in one hour forty five. Yeah. And so they go to their hotshot kid who's mm-hmm. The nephew of Angus McFadden. Sure. Um, and they're like, you got one hour, 45 minutes. And apparently the clock already started. Yeah. Because they're just kind of talking. And he's like, but I used a five hour drive. Uh, uh. Like, well, you better get going then. Yeah. Uh, and he goes into some weird CG tunnel to get there in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns off his lights, does night vision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to comment on that for a second because sure. about the second he leaves city life and mm-hmm. hits the deserts, mm-hmm. which there's a lot of between LA and and Vegas, mm-hmm. he has a yeah he has a night vision uh, monocular yep. thing, monocle whatever, uh, HUD display that yeah. and he's blowing past cops. They're like, there's no way there was a thing going 205 miles an hour. I would have seen it. Yeah. So yeah, but he makes it. He does. Hooray, red line. <laughs> and it's a terrible joke where apparently, I guess you can't use licensed Viagra, so he delivers some Hiagra. Hiagra. <laughs> to uh, Tim Matheson in a room full of slow motion, uh, mm-hmm. you know, lingerie ladies. Yep. Tim Matheson, uh, arguably the biggest star in this film, ultimately has nothing to do with the plot whatsoever. He just kind of weaves in and out of it as a guy. Mm-hmm. He's a rich producer who is participating in betting... And that's really it. Yeah, he's like a a movie producer or something like that and just has lots of money and likes taking chances. Yep. And... But he has nothing to do with the main plot of this. Not Whatever really. the fuck that is. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> the, the lady is basically narrating, like, in any kind of situation like that, you've got different people. Like, you've got the hotshot young kid who mm-hmm. we just saw race. You've Whoosh. got... Yeah, it's um, putting up all their names on screen. It's... Right. You've got this guy, and then you've got the soldier, the you know hero returning home. Right. And that's hotshot kid's brother returning from war. Yep. He was, he was off with army, mother. <laughs> and <laughs> he was, yes. Um... <laughs> he was off doing army and um and then and then she's like and then there's me mm-hmm. and she is a mechanic whose dad was a racer who died on the track her dad was basically dale earnhardt uh-huh uh they commemorate this by having a picture of his death car framed on their mantle like not not only just that <laughs> like the moment of death yes. like the, the wreckage as it came to a stop like the last time his body probably moved on its own accord <laughs> yes framed framed in their house uh-huh. house in their trailer which is strange because like they own two businesses her and her mom mm-hmm. uh her mom just owns like a general repair shop and the lady um whose name is natasha in the film owns like this fancy tune-up super 
thing place where she's pulling in like eight grand a pop mm-hmm. on tuning jobs. And it's like, why are you living in a trailer with your mom? I get it's yeah. Vegas, but what? I'm not sure they actually lived in there or if that was like leftover monument. <laughs> no, because I mean, like, there's just, a point. Just a tribute to dad. Well, I think the NASCAR that, driver. <laughs> I felt like maybe that trailer like was where they were living at the time that he died. They just go back there to commiserate. Yeah, they just um, kind of kept the trailer like, well, we can keep it exactly the same and like not live in a trailer. <laughs> Cause sure. Because we're, we're making OK money now. OK. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of it, okay? Yeah. Well, yeah. Eddie Griffith is uh he's a like a music he's producer. He's a music producer. His name is Infamous. Uh-huh. And he's more than famous. <laughs> he's infamous. Yeah. And he he was getting her to tune up his car and I don't know, one thing le- like I don't know why he trusted this place enough to do it and then once like she says how much it is, he's like, "Whoa, whoa, let me speak to the owner." And she's like, well, I'm the owner, and and she, he's like, prove it, and then it somehow becomes, I will drive your car on a test track, mm-hmm. and he, she does real real fast and real good, and he's like, damn, you're good, and racing, and illegal yeah. street racing. You should race you, for me. You should she's do like, it. Nah. And she's, no. Well, well, he also walked in, like, uh, her, her band was practicing at the place, so he walked into that, so. Yeah, yeah the band Moving Violation, I think, is because yeah, all their songs are racing related. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and god it is just this dumb hodgepodge of like british guy and hipster freak and drummer mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the weirdest combination of people in this band yep i, I at this point i just want to say that the 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 lady the dude's fiance natasha whose name is nadia something mm-hmm. i don't know how to pronounce it uh she's fucking hot yeah yeah she is she is a hot lady mm-hmm and she is maybe the only reason I watched this movie to completion because she at one point she's like coming out of a concussion and has just been like in a horrific accident. Mm-hmm. And she looks like a fucking supermodel. <laughs> he, he told the makeup artist on this movie to always make her look completely fantastic in every way, shape or form. Sure. So going on in my guess. Yeah. But. Um, another thing this movie has going for it is that there are almost titties happening at all times like almost like they're just spilling almost out of every top <laughs> that walks by in a scene you're just like ah, oh. <laughs> it's constantly every actress walks into a scene and just like leans over Tim Matheson like do you need any more soft drinks and it's just like titties <laughs> you know almost titties is my Oak Ridge Boys cover band <laughs> layers <laughs> wow Wow. Okay. God. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So yeah. So that's happening. Um. So he's he's like drive for me, and she's like, no, I can't drive because yeah. you know dead dead dad and all dead dad. Um. And uh, he's How do like, I know he's dead. I've got his <laughs> yeah. his dead body picture framed on my mantelpiece. So he's like, all right, fair enough. Well, how about you come? You know, why don't your band come perform? Uh, at this big event that we're going to have the illegal street race and so they, <laughs> they, ha- they haggle over some money and a record contract to which they finally agree and then it's like hey jump on my private plane <sighs> um meanwhile soldier guy has reunited with uh hips uh, you know slick kid yeah. uh badass racer kid mm-hmm. um and god to see an uncle and uncle's just like oh you're back and he's like oh you're still evil and the scumbag and yeah. now you're bringing my brother into that. that's cool yeah, all right that's well, great. bye yeah see you um, around so then they show up. I, I think it's. I guess it's in Vegas. Wherever they go, they yeah. They go to Vegas for this big show. It's all outside Vegas, right? Um, but yeah, it's like a big car throwdown show, races, all this stuff. 
Um, and there's an omnipresent Elvis wandering around the whole time. Y- yeah. Who is like the host slash announcer slash entertainment slash annoying fuck. He's in this movie for about 30 straight minutes and it's like, it's just like, get he's he's terrible at Elvising. He's a bad Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> this whole movie is filmed in Vegas and this is the guy they found. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. But anyway. Um, but yes, they show up and the, the band performer comes out and performs one song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the shutter comes down and everyone's like, woo, one song. Now it's time for a race. <laughs> um, <laughs> Angus McFadden has locked eyes on her and mm-hmm. just been like, she will be my wife. <laughs> oh, I think there, there was an altercation the night before they performed. Like they just showed up and like went to a generic party um, because yeah. um, this yeah. guy was, would, they was were at like, the club. yeah, they were like at a club with all the people that were going to be racing the next day. Uh-huh. And this one guy was like, hey, Hadi McHadi, um, I yeah. want to talk to you. And she's like, nah. And he's like, no, really? And she's like, no means no. Right. And so the soldier boy comes out and um, Superman's that yes. ho. No, the, the guy. No. Yes. Yeah. Um, but apparently they have a history because she's like, oh, you're back. When did you get back? And he's like, I, a few no, minutes. no, that was the first time meeting. Really? Yeah. Oh. He seemed just, like that. Yeah, no, no. He just okay. kind of was like, "I'll save you," and then right. it. I mean, it becomes like a a giant fight, mm-hmm. um, which I know you said like you you know there is nothing going for this movie, but like the on foot fight stuff is pretty good for a movie like this. I, there were several times I thought they were actually fighting. Like, yeah, there are t- there are. There's one bit like when he first comes home. And, like, these Asian dudes pull up and they're like, hey, I like your car. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. And then that just turns into a fight. He runs out and drop kicks this one dude in the face where I could have sworn he tore that dude's face off. Yeah. The fighting in this seems improvised and real in a way that seems odd. Mm-hmm. There's a bit later where I think he was trying to swing on a light mm-hmm. that's above, like, this ring where there's a fight going on. And the light just collapses. And that just they were just like, go with it. Mm-hmm. Just do whatever. Yeah, but so. I mean, this starts a fight at this club to which he basically, like, his brother runs away, goes and gets the car, and he, like, leaps off the building under the ground, gets mm-hmm. in the car, and then it, like, they're immediately like, to the Batmobile, and start, <laughs> like, the the two evil guys that are like, let's go have a race, yeah. and I don't even remember, oh, that, uh, don't they, like, end up flipping, or, oh, they're right, driving that's... down the road, and then there's a semi-truck, Yeah, and then, like, he's like, I got this brother, and they fly right under the truck, and the other guys do not. They do not. And, um... They, they wreck badly. Yes. Or goodly. I don't know. It depends know. on how you define yeah. your carnage. Sure. Carnage. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it's like actual race time. Yeah. Well, again, like at the, you know, before the race, song performs, Angus McFadden sees Hottie and mm-hmm. is like, you, she will be mine. Oh, yes. Yep. She will be mine. Mm-hmm. And Soldier Guy's like, hey, how's it going? Remember yeah, me? Yeah, I yeah. saved you last night. She's like, she's actually like locking eyes with him. And Angus is like, thinks she's giving him the eyes. So. Yes. Um, race is about to happen, and uh, Angus McFad is like, I bet five of these platinum bars. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and he's like, Eddie Griffin's like, well, I only brought $3 million. And he's like, oh, well, this is worth $5.2 million. So uh, tell you what, if <laughs> if I win, you can, you know, or if you win, you can take it, even though it's worth more. Mm-hmm. If I win, I'll take your $3 million, plus I get your driver. Yep. Yes. And he's I, like, I, get, I get to have her. Right. And he's like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. I, I'm assuming he means, or he thinks he means, like, she will drive for me now, but that's yeah. not what he means. No. Um, so, yes. Because Eddie Griffin, what he did to get her to race was they had a driver. Mm-hmm. The driver pretends to trip over a jack mm-hmm. and is like, oh, Michael, well, I can't he, race. He was also the secondary driver. Like, original driver 
died or something happened to him. Sure. I'm saying like this was guy like I was a backup driver and okay. he wasn't very good. Yeah. And so this just became a ruse mm-hmm. to get her to drive and she negotiated a pretty good deal for herself, which mm-hmm. was three hundred thousand and a record contract. Right. Uh yeah. So it's her versus younger doofy brother. Right. I <sighs> Yeah, so younger doofy brother is pushing the envelope. He is and his uh Lamborghini loses its spoiler and Well, he hits his NOS. Yeah, he hits his nose like, and it, it shakes the spoiler off, and then the thing, the whole car just basically lifts completely vertical. Yeah, which causes a big accident that like wipes her out into the um, pylons, mm-hmm. and he skids across <laughs> the wreckage like, of like the- upside down skids over the finish line. And they're like, "Well, you won." Yep. Yeah, it's like his car crossed, and then he's basically like upside down <laughs> on fire, and he's like, "Brother, remember me?" And the brother's like, "No." Well, he's like. I won, bro. Yeah. And then as soon as he says that, the car just goes, boo. And his, his brother is pressing X for Jason. Oh, man. Yeah, he's just like, Jason! <laughs> yeah. And the brother immediately goes into roadhouse mode where he's just, he's suiting up like, I'm going to take revenge. And mm-hmm. for like 10 minutes, we're like, take revenge against who? What? Why? <laughs> yeah, because he goes and sees like his buddy from war and is like, I need... <laughs> <laughs> I need the guns yeah. and I need, I need C4, C4 and, and I, I need all the things. House. And I'm like, who is he going? Oh, I, <laughs> I literally had no idea who he was mad at. But motherfucker suits <laughs> up and like, this would have been like an awesome, like, I'm going to come to the house and kick your ass. Cause like he, you know, he is to solely out for revenge against a- Angus McFadden for yeah. putting his brother in this situation. Sure. Not realizing that he's also basically, because Angus McFadden is basically gone. All right, I get the girl. She's unconscious from this wreck. Just put her in this special ambulance. <laughs> right, it just takes her to my bedroom. Right, which is where she wakes up, like, you know, in yeah. lingerie. And lingerie and fucking made up and yeah. looking hotter than ever. And yeah. she's just but, like, ow, my head, what's happening? But Soldier Boy is, like, running up. And, like, it would have been awesome, like, him running in the desert towards this house mm-hmm. if he hadn't basically done a move that completely made me remember Voyage of the Rock Aliens and oh, oh, yeah. that big haired dude dancing yeah. in the desert because yeah. he does like the same move on the rock. <laughs> I was just like, well, it was cool until that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, he, he basically comes into the house and she's gotten up and is like, where am I? And uh, well, he wakes up. Angus McFadden wakes up next to her and is like, hey, don't be alarmed, but hey, you know, you're mine now. So yeah. um, we don't eat meat here. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Yeah. So here's I'll some, see you around. Here's some <laughs> vegan artisanal pancakes I made gluten free. Angus McFadden. But, and but, some tofuti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Angus McFadden at some point is revealed to be part of this counterfeiting scheme, which is nothing really more than a ticking clock against Angus McFadden, who is just like he's. Someone has employed him to counterfeit some money, which his lab dudes can't figure out how to do. Mm-hmm. So he just keeps getting calls from the big bad guy who's like, you need to pay for this. And, right. and he's like, I just give me more time, bro. And that's something that's happening in the background. Sure. But he's he's off dealing with that. And he's left her alone. And she decides she's going to just walk out. Yeah. To she, which like the 20,000 bodyguards yeah. in this place are like. It's past your curfew, ma'am. You need to go back to bed. Well, she takes out one dude, kind yeah. of, and then she like, does. They, she she launches him down the stairs with a kick, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Well, this is a weird turn this movie has taken." But then, like, she just tries to run through two guys mm-hmm. who just immediately hook her on the arms. And they're like, "No, ma'am, stop this!" And that's when Soldier White busts in and is yeah. like, "I'll save you." Right. And so his plan of revenge basically becomes, "I've got to rescue you." Mm-hmm. Um. So revenge put on hold, and you know, rescue time happens right. now. Yes. So they basically get away. I mean, they, and again, there's some fairly decent action here of him kicking dudes and punching dudes and uh-huh. for this for this kind of movie for this movie. Yeah. 
Um, but it's they, really all this movie has going yeah, for it. <laughs> but they get away and they get to this hotel and it's like we'll share a room because that's what you do in movies like this so that you know bond, she, bonds could be made. She gets to this shitty hotel room and is just like, I'm taking a shower. And then four seconds later is done with her shower and he's gone. Yeah, off to the bar. Yeah. And drink. yeah, and this shitty hotel has this really nice saloon next to it. <laughs> sure it does. Where they go dance the night away and then have the sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what you do. You dance vertically and then horizontally. Right. Red line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, the fuck happens after that? I don't know. Like other other <laughs> races get organized for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck. I honestly, like I had the plot up until this point and then I, it's. Well, Angus McFadden at some point is trying to put something together so he can have more money so that he can pay back the dudes who he's supposed to. Right. be sending counterfeit money to. So he has arranged something. It's basically all it, all that happens is he just sort of goads Eddie. He's, he's just like, Eddie Griffin, come on, bet me. And Eddie Griffin's like, all right, fine, let's do another thing. So that's kind of what happens. And then Tim Matheson will just roll in and go, I'm in, I want to do this. And then there's a weird Asian guy who shows up and is like, me too. I also Yeah, because will... yeah, yeah, it becomes a four-way race at the end. Yeah. Um, one of which, out of fucking nowhere, the Asian dude has hired the guy that was in the race that killed her father. <laughs> because <laughs> just you know yeah. why not this kind of movie sure. um so she's driving for somebody tim matheson does she even drive yeah she's on the road she's driving for tim matheson yeah okay and then eddie griffith's got some dude sure yeah. i i literally at this point was just I, and there's a good 30 minutes of stuff that has happened that we're not even talking about because right. neither of us apparently remember it yeah but I, it just all accumulates into this four-way race right where it come the the dude who killed her dad is knocked out like immediately mm-hmm. oh wait she was fortunate that's right she would mm, okay i remember now okay um she wasn't racing for Tim Matheson. She was racing for Angus McFadden again because Angus McFadden went and kidnapped her mom and beat up her band. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They did beat up the band. So the plan was send they Soldier Boy. Real good, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, pick them up and threw them across the room and stuff for, like, no particular reason. The guys are just like, hey, bro, what's, hey, come yeah. on, what's the deal? <laughs> um, but they've kidnapped mom and they've, uh, <laughs> so Soldier Boy is going to rescue mom and basically, like, it's down to her and one other dude, like. The, the crazy thing is, is like the guy that killed her dad in a roundabout way gets wasted before the end. Yeah. Like he's not the final guy. Right. And she just gets like a have a nice flight as he flies off a, a hill or yeah, whatever. Yeah, because it can't be because it has to come down to uh, Tim Matheson and Angus McFadden for right, some right. reason. Like Eddie Griffith's dude is is defeated immediately. Right. And then the Asian guy's gone too. And yeah, so it's for like plot reasons it has to happen that way but it doesn't make sense because then it's like why bring in this guy who has no effect on anything whatsoever so yeah it's convoluted it doesn't make any sense story-wise right but does yeah because like it comes down to like the final second she's about to win yeah against whatever dude and he's like yeah. and Angus McFad is like popping the champagne right and then she just stops right before the finish line mm-hmm. and the other car whizzes by and Tim Matheson is just like Fuck yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Woo! And what, she really didn't even care about it. But it basically wraps up with, like, Angus McFadden getting the call from the bad guys and getting dragged out in a van. Uh-huh. 
you know, presumably to his death. Sure. Um, and Tim Matheson going, pulling up and going like, hey, thanks. I don't know why you did that, but that's cool. Uh, you uh, want a record contract? Yeah. <laughs> so he becomes a record producer and it's some months later and uh, uh, moving violations has gold records yep. and shit. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And it's like happily ever after, I guess, for her and Soldier Boy. And sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's Redline. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not. No, I mean, yeah, it yeah, just no, isn't. No, it, no, I, I agree. It's not. I mean, I w- okay. I I have since gone back and watched the original Fast and the Furious since Fast Five and all the movies have made them tolerable. Okay. To where I could go back and not just fucking hate Fast and the Furious as I did because it was about stupid street racing or whatever, but. Like watching this, I was like, "Man, this is making me long for the Fast and the Furious." Because well, I mean, at least Fast and the Furious is Point Break with cars. Exactly. Yes, this is none of that. This is just I'm rich. Check out my girl. Check out my cars. Mm-hmm. I see that that spoils it. <laughs> Having the backstory spoils a little bit. I mean, like I was merely judging it on the surface of like, yeah. It, all right, it, it's a weird, it's a weird dichotomy because this is super low budget and they can't do a lot of the crazy stuff they want to do. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of shots of them driving really expensive ass cars really close to each other at the same time. And wrecking some of them. And wrecking some of them. I yeah. mean, to be fair, the ones they're wrecking are like Corvettes and, mm-hmm. you know, things that are way less expensive than some of the million dollar cars that are on display there. Sure. Um, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of just like, now we're in this car dealership and look at these cars. And right. Tim Matheson walks in and buys a car for $1.5 <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it, it's weird because... This is obviously low budget, but like they're still doing some shit. Like I was actually kind of wondering the backstory. I was like, how how the hell do they afford to even get these cars in? Like yeah. most most knockoff movies would be like, I don't know, get some you know eighty six uh, Civics and we'll put some <laughs> shit on them, right? You know, yeah, we'll put a bunch of plastic shit on, yeah, them so make them look fancy. But yeah, no, these are all you know fancy cars. Right, it's just not a fancy movie. It is it is funny though because like you realize. One of the things the Fast and Furious franchise obviously does better, which is a lot of things, but mm-hmm. one of them is like high-end cars like this don't have very most of them don't have very exciting motor sounds. Right? They're yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the shifting sounds are really goofy in this. They're realistic, but they're goofy because yeah. you know you realize they they shift twenty-seven times every race in the Fast and the Furious, but but <laughs> it sounds cool when they do. It's clunk, you know. Yep. Anyway, um. Yeah, I guess we I guess we rate this. Yeah, let's go ahead and rate this one. Uh, I I give it three bags. I, you know, I mean, even if I hadn't known the backstory, which I do now after doing the research, it's it. I I just kind of went cross-eyed during it. It was just Mm -hmm. like there's it was like 45 minutes in before they even have that first race. And it's just like, what's happening? What is? Yeah. What is going on here? And, you know, I, I mean, I hate to sound like this, but looking at the main actress was the only draw for this movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's a fine. She she's not a bad actress. No, um, I mean, not, not as bad as like Pam Anderson or something. No, like no. Her. But I mean, just like her physical appearance was enough for me to stay through this the entire time. Other than that, Eddie Griffin is insufferable in this thing. And, you know, I just there. There's almost too many characters in this mm-hmm. that none of them have enough motivation to do whatever thing they're doing. Like, you know, like I was saying, like, why is he suiting up? Like, why? It didn't make any sense to me why the dude was so fucking mad at, you know, and then it was like, oh, because there's some sort of history with his uncle, but whatever. So, yeah, three bags. 
blah. Uh, I am only going to give this one bag. All right. Um, and uh, here's my justifications. When Soldier Boy is soldiering, um, it's surprisingly good. Yeah. Like, I I liked it way more than I should have for a movie like this. Almost everything else, the reason I'm giving it one bag is I would say almost every human being on the face of the earth has no reason to watch this no. um, per se. No. Uh, there is one person on the earth that should watch this very carefully. Yeah. That man is Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, because it was only a couple of years earlier that Eddie Griffin was a big, big draw. Yep. And then he got into this shithole movie within mm-hmm. like a three year time span. So, yeah, just saying. Here's a cautionary tale, Mr. Kevin Hart. Right. Watch Red Line. <laughs> You're going to be a, yeah. a secondary character in a shit racing ripoff yeah. movie. Just just saying. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I don't think I disliked it as much. It's it's not good. No. Um, and it's not worth the trouble that you have to go to to find it. To be fair, though, like you said, the, the commercials that come up, they're about 15 seconds and they're for voodoo. And I think it happened four times in the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. So that's not that bad. I'm just saying it's. And I will say, like, whatever's happening to the rights to this movie, I mean, like, the IMDb, which is a part of Amazon, still has the link saying watch it now on Prime. So, I mean, like something happened within the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to our second film. Yeah, I think this was my suggestion and I, I want to apologize. This this one was all you. Although once I, uh, I oddly, this is a movie I'd never even heard of. Didn't know existed. Oh, okay. And then you were like, what about this? And I went to research it and I was like. With that cast, yes, absolutely, we are doing this. Because, all right, what year was Torque? Uh, Torque was t- uh, 2000. It was right after, I thought. Yeah, okay. So I thought 2004. Okay. So that was after this. Right. But what I'm saying, I'm, to me, this was a Dante's Peak volcano situation because okay. I remember both of these being advertised right around the same time. Okay. And confusing them. <laughs> uh, so anyway, what we watch is Biker Boys. Biker Boys um, from 2003. Yeah, because. I thought that it was the, basically the same idea as Torque of like, hey, it's a Fast and Furious knockoff, but with motorcycles. Right. That's um, what I thought we were going to get. And so it was like, that seemed like an obvious thing because I'd never seen this one. We watched Torque for Banffcast Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, this seemed like a no brainer when looking at the cast. Yeah. Uh, this the, thing, this is a, this is the a movie. F- the fuck is Biker <laughs> Boys about? Biker Boys? Nothing happens in this fucking movie. It's a it's a tribute to all of the nice bikers that are out there. There is nothing happens in this fucking movie. There is zero conflict in this entire movie. I have never seen a movie with less conflict. Yeah. Um yes. And then when conflict is introduced, it's quickly squelched. It's like people write in and be like, "Hey, I heard there might be conflict here. Let's squash that beef. Let's fix it right now." Yeah. So the the story Biker Boys is based on an article, yeah, which I guess was just about these Southern California biker gangs who are kind of all chill with each other. There, this movie is just about like like six or seven different biker gangs, mm-hmm. and they all just meet up and they hang out and they party and eventually Together. one of them, yeah, no, no fight no rivalries no nothing they're all just partying they're all cool with each other they have a fucking council where each one of their heads sits yep. on yep and every so often one of them will just say hey bro I, I let's race for your helmet and some money and they do and then either you win or lose and then you go back to the party and you can just get another helmet yeah you don't even lose your bike no it's uh, like a $50 <laughs> helmet yeah i mean you have to you know put some dumb shit on it afterwards but <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my god, nothing happens in this. F- I I honestly don't know how we're going to talk about this movie because there is zero conflict that happens in this movie. Yes, nothing. Like the, the weird thing is, is that there could have been, but it's set up in the wrong way. Because we can talk about the how this movie like kicks into action, sure, or starts because it's probably the most things that happen in this movie is that so. Young Terrence Howard. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for this because this movie has a fucking cast. It does. Uh, so Lawrence Fishburne is the star of this thing. He's the, the head. Yeah. He's the head of the biker yeah, council. Pre, you know, above the title billing. Yeah. Smoke is his name. Mm-hmm. And like Orlando Jones, Lisa Bonet, Kadeem Hardison. Derek Luke. Bunches of people yeah. are in this. So they're at one of their friendly gatherings and it, uh, um, Terrence Howard is like, hey. Lawrence Fishburne, we're gonna race now because yeah, you, let's have a let's have a friendly race. <laughs> you have a, you, you know you, you're undefeated after all these years, but you haven't you haven't raced anything but busters in years. Yeah. So I'm gonna challenge you. Yeah, time you know, for me. He's the top dog. Uh-huh. People challenge him all the time. Yeah, so uh, they race, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne has this weird. Lawrence Fishburne has a tunnel vision. Well, no, no, no. Before that before that, him. he's got he's got a fucking parade that that brings him in. Yes. With because like, he's, like, he's a, the head of the Black Knights. Yeah. Like this this big monster truck rolls in. A whole bunch of other uh, mm-hmm. bikers come out. They have a whole like thing like uh, like, like a like a drumline yeah. sort of like routine. Yeah. Like a like I don't even know what you call it. Like a drill team. Like they all like they get off their bikes and like park their bike and kickstand well, at the same well, time. Like they get, and, well, they're on their bikes and they do like a three amigo salute. They yep. get off kickstand at the same time. And yep. then Orlando Jones starts. Preach it. Like, yeah, pretty much. He's, start, he's basically like Rudy Ray Mooring, mm-hmm. um, a rhyming thing about Lawrence Fishburne and how awesome he is. Yep. Um, to which the crowd is going nuts, and then everyone loves him. Out, you know, out of the back of the monster truck comes his his super his super bike. <laughs> out of the cab of the monster bike comes Eric LaSalle. Yes. Who's basically his mechanic, Slick Slick Willie. Mm-hmm. Or Slick, yeah, Slick Will. Yeah. Um, and he's got his son, Derek Luke, mm-hmm. who's really kind of the main character of the movie, even right. though, you know, Lawrence Bishburne is the uh, you know, the main star. star. Right. Um, but like, yeah, Eric LaSalle's kid is Derek Luke. And he's just like, I, he, he, he basically rides in trying to do like a stand up on, on the bike thing and just wipes out. And Eric LaSalle's like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not ready for this. Yep. Um, but yeah, this whole giant procession comes out and they get up to race and, Everybody's like standing around down the, the the entire course, ready to watch this race. And I don't remember exactly why it happens, like why the wipeout happens. Does somebody's bike start to just go wonky or something? Terrence like, Howard's nos is out of control. Oh, okay. And starts leaking, and then something starts burning on the back of the bike, which leads to uh, Terrence Howard's and his bike flying off into the crowd. Yeah, like he wipes out into parked cars on the side of the road, and yeah. his bike goes airborne. Mm-hmm. And and hits Eric LaSalle in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and takes him through a storefront. Uh huh. And he's dead. Yeah. And so is Terrence Howard. <laughs> well, yeah, he's never back in the movie. I no. mean, that's right. He does kind of like do the stop moving thing, like because Derek Luke comes up and he's like obviously running to check on his dad, but he basically like steps over dying Terrence Howard. Yeah. Looks down at him for a second. And he like, just goes dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like I should have been in the Iron Man sequels. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's me now. Yeah. Get over it. Um, yeah, so that's, then there's a funeral, a biker funeral, mm-hmm. where, I don't know, it's just all the bikers show up and pay tribute, and yeah. then it 
kind of just cuts to six weeks later because it fades out at the end of the funeral and you're like, well, that was a nice little movie. What was that about? The the conflict, as best I can tell, is that for some reason, Eric LaSalle's son decides that Lawrence Fishburne is a piece of shit. Yeah, and he's also just named Kid. Yeah. But there's never... There's never once any hint of as to why anyone would think Lawrence Fishburne is a piece of shit in this movie. Not really. There are a, a couple of occasions where someone will be like, your time is over. Smoke, it's time to take you down. You think you're so rad. And he's just like, no, dude, I'm just, hey, I'm. You well, know. I'll race you, whatever. Yeah. I, I, I accept all challenges. Right. The so, only thing is, it's like he had this momentary thing, like before the big race, where his view was that. Lawrence Fishburne was or- always ordering his dad around mm-hmm. and like making him fix his bike and kind of keeping him down. That's what he that's the that's, closest to conflict as you could possibly imagine is that that's what he perceives. Yeah. But like what what happens later on down the road in this movie is that, you know, kid's mom reveals that Lawrence Fishburne is actually kid's yeah, dad way down the line. of the movie, Yeah. Yes. But like that's your reason for conflict. That's what should trigger kid to be like, Hey, you son of a bitch, you know, like you never, you know, never told me you were my dad and all this, that, even though that would have been stupid too. Yeah, like I just found out too. Yeah. But and he's, I came to talk to you as soon as I found out. Yeah. But he was like mad at Lawrence Fishburne an oh, yeah. hour into this movie before that's even revealed. So it's like, why? Yeah. Cause he, <laughs> well, like after the six weeks later, like we're, we don't really know what his story is. Like he's no. just, you know, still, depressed about his dead dad mm-hmm. um and like he has concocted this scheme where he is going to uh, one of these biker meets and um kind of comes in there like oh shit we haven't seen you where have you been and he's like yeah whatever hey you might want to <laughs> deal with this drunk guy outside he's just yelling yeah. like he's just challenging he, uh smoke yeah or no not smoke but this guy that who's running the party it's this yeah. other dude um which lo- he looks super familiar, and I should totally he's know who super he was. super model guy. Yeah, I, I cannot remember his name. But he's like, only in this sequence and never again. Yeah. Um, but like as soon as he showed up, I was like, shit, I should totally know who you are. But anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, I with you. <laughs> huh? I, no, I agree. Yeah. As soon as I saw him, I was like, hey. Yeah. I was like, you're, you're that not Tyrese guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the one that looks a lot like Tyrese, like model quality, but not quite. Yep. Just a little off. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so like, yeah, he shows up and he's like, hey, you should probably deal with this drunk guy. What? You know what? I'll just tell you, like, I'll go tell him myself. Mm-hmm. And he goes up and he's like, hey, yeah, there's this drunk guy out there. And he's just yelling that he can beat you and he's going to take your helmet and all this stuff. And yeah. he's like, oh, him, I beat him like a week ago, whatever. Fine. I'll rematch him. And yeah, it's this whole thing where this dude like races him without a helmet and beats him. And then like they basically go to grab a bite. Because they were in cahoots the entire time. Cahoots, yeah. That's <laughs> they were in cahoots the entire time. Uh-huh. Yeah, someone's <laughs> gonna drop a dime on them. Um, <laughs> but no, so like they're just sitting there like chilling at this little diner and like, yeah, well, we got them. That was a, that was a pretty good scheme. We're yep. we're gonna start a thing. Mm-hmm. And third dude walks in, um, and I can't remember his name. He's the dude that's now on Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then he had crazy like sort of just crazy hair, just I, like half afro, like big, it's, yeah, curly bushy hair, yeah. Um, a half row. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and he's just like, yeah, I know you guys are scheming. He's like, no, we just, it's random coincidence that we met here. And he's like, no, you're scheming. You guys have a thing going on and I want in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, well, if you want in, you got to be as good as us. That means you can catch us. And they go riding down the road and they put like these steel plate things on the bottom of their feet so that they can Tom Cruise Mission Impossible 2 off the side of the bike and sparks go everywhere and the other guy's like hey I'm glad I already had these things on because I'm going to join in on that and they're just wheeling and stopping down the road and you're like mm-hmm. cool you're good you're in our, our thing now yeah Um, and then it's like 
even with this bullshit conflict that's happening where he I mean, after this race, like Derek Luke went up to Lawrence Fishburne and was like, I challenge you. And he's like, you're not you're not even like a a thing yet. You can't challenge me. It's like, I'll race you when it's time. But get some races under your belt. Then you challenge me. You're not even like a full fledged member yet. This is real dumb on Lawrence Fishburne's part, because he basically, you know, he could have just whipped his ass right then and there and been done with it. But he's like, no, no. You get yourself a crew, you win a, f- a whole bunch of races, and then we'll talk. And it's like, no, don't give him time to get good. Right. Beat his punk ass right now <laughs> and True. end this. Yeah, squash the beef right away. But yeah. no, no. So, again, there's this beef hanging over where he's been pushing Lawrence Fishburne. He's like, dude, like, me and your dad were, were the only reason I'm not murdering you right now is because you, your dad was one of my best friends. Yeah. So And I told him I would look yeah, after you. Yeah, so just step off and go get some experience and yeah. then come back. So. He has formed his crew essentially, and they he has to go part uh, like to, ask the council, "Can yeah. we be a thing?" And well, he has to ask forgiveness first. first He's like, first. "I'm sorry, I had beef with you, yeah. um, but can we form our own crew and be a part of this amazing community of friendly bikers?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're all like, "Yeah, yeah okay, sure. fine." So, cut to, of course, they formed a crew called the Biker Boys. Biker Boys, and. Yeah. Like they, I mean, like okay, uh, this is how little conflict there is. Like you keep thinking the movie's gonna swerve into something, and then like the next scene will be welcome to our charity bike wash where we wash bikes and give all the money to local schools. Yay! Mm-hmm. And it's like it's sexist, and we have bikini women, but at the same time, yeah. ah, it's for schools. And we also got a naked dude yeah. for the ladies, yeah. so everyone seems happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, along the way, um, Derek Luke has. Uh, Picked up and uh, courted uh, Megan Good, um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, who's very good looking. Yes, mm-hmm. um, very good. And uh, <laughs> like, like she met up with him like the first rally or whatever, where he had like initiate on his on his vest or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, whatever. Yeah, so um, I don't date yeah. probies or yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, I cannot even remember what the 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 term was, but nope. Yeah. Anyway, but like. As soon as, like, literally they show up at another party. Now he's got these biker boys and she's just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Let's yeah. let's make out now. Yeah. Because he, like, goes to get a tattoo, which is the phrase that his dad said, like, burn rubber, not your soul. Yeah. Burn rubber, not your soul. And then he says, that means whatever happens, happens. And it's like, does it? That's nowhere close to what that could possibly mean. Yeah. But whatever, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but they immediately, like, are, you know, a yeah. thing. Like, as soon as she finishes the tattoo, it's like sexy, sexy time. Mm-hmm. Um, because she shows up and she's one of the bikini ladies, too. Yes. Um, yeah. And again, it's completely conflict free. Uh, essentially, like, they have this bikini car wash thing. And mm-hmm. then they start. I, I don't remember exactly what precipitates it, but like he starts some conflict with Kid Rock, who we didn't mention is in this movie. Kid Rock, the star of this film. <laughs> Kid Rock is another one of the presidents of this little council or whatever. He is on the council. Uh, his, He's the head of the scruffs or the, the, the strays. Strays. Yeah. yeah and and they are all dog themed. And he's also such a douchebag that his just says prez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking douche. <laughs> whatever. Um but like so Derek Luke kid uh like essentially like starts a beef with him mm-hmm. and then that's kind about of. like like he kind of starts he sort of pre-beefs at one point pre-beefs <laughs> well I'm saying like there was a little bit of like trash talking like before the cuz like they basically have biker prom yeah yeah they basically have biker prom yes. which which Derek Luke goes home and is like Hey mom, will you go to biker prom with me and she's like It's the Black Knights dance yeah cuz he he got busted for racing like the night before. And so there was this whole conflict where she's like, you got to promise me, you know, you won't race anymore. He's like, I promise mom. She's like, get out of the goddamn car. You're lying to me. And like, 
basically he's like fine i promise i won't race anymore and she mm-hmm. and that's when he's like he broke well, off the piece of like you want to go to biker prom with yeah, me but that conversation in the car was the reason you wanted to watch this movie because it was it, the thing was. that you had remembered this whole the time the only <laughs> thing that i remember from the trailer is her yelling at him in the car like you know what we call bike bikers at the at the er organ donors mm-hmm. that line is stuck with me for what how was it 15 years yeah going on yes, 13 years yeah pretty yeah. much um never saw this movie just that that stupid line uh, anywho, uh, anyway, so yes, he invites his mom to, to, um, you know, biker prom mm-hmm. because, you know, she was sort of in it with Eric LaSalle at one back in the day. So yeah, that's where they met. Yeah. So like Derek Luke is now a f- like officially started the beef with Kid Rock and they're about to like start go racing outside. Mm-hmm. Start go racing. Um, <laughs> my sc- <Yeah>. squad. <laughs> um, and that's when, um, his mom is like, goes to, um, Lawrence Fishburne is like, Hey, guess what? You know, like me and his dad got uh, together eight months before he was born. Do the math. Yeah. You're the dad. Yeah. Cause he's trying, she's trying to get Lawrence Fishburne to stop this race. She's, she's like, I, I told him to stop. He's not going to stop. I don't want him to die. And Lawrence mm-hmm. Fishburne's like, well, I don't, I, I can't. I'm not in charge of yeah. either of those two groups. What do you want me to do? And he's like, he's your son. And he's like, whoa, hold up. What? <laughs> you can't just throw that out at me. And she's she like, does. well, it's true. Deal with it. And yeah. he's like, ah, fine, I'll go deal with it. Yeah, and they're like putting helmets on, revving up engines, about to have the race. And he comes out, he's like, hey, kid, <laughs> we got to talk. He goes running out there mm-hmm. and like stops, I don't know, 50 feet away from where they're. And he's just like, kid, get over here. Get over talk. here. He's like, I can't run anymore. Just get over here. And, you know, kid goes over there and they just like, they, they I'm not racing. Me. You he are racing. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know you're not racing like mm-hmm. you're not ready for this he's gonna kick your ass all this stuff and then basically like knocks the shit out of kid and like walks away and goes back into the into the biker prom mm-hmm. to which Derek Luke comes running in and like tackles him and they they Tumble fight the bar they fight several times and, and every time Lawrence Fishburne more or less kicks his ass yeah. until finally he finally gets him to stay down like after the third time he's gotten up and like like yeah. chased after him again <laughs> yes and I don't know why him getting his ass kicked like the next day <laughs> they went from like all right, so there was the original three biker boys. Then they recruited um, two Asian dudes on, on quad bikes, mm-hmm. uh, one of which is Rufio. Yep. From uh, Hook. Yep. And uh, and then, like, after he gets his ass kicked, they've got, like, 30 people in their squad. Yeah. Like, I don't know how that it, happened. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> hey, we really respect how you get your ass kicked. Yeah. We man, want in on that. The leader of the cool-ass biker gang beat your ass, so we obviously want to join you now. Yeah. And so he's, like, having this, like... Uh, pep talk thing where he's like you know what biker boys we follow our own rules if we want to hustle or do whatever we do whatever we want now let's go to fresno and and hustle let's go to fresno and steal some motherfuckers money so they go (laughs) up there and it's like it's this really dumb like montage thing that that it basically like starts this it looks like the biker boys commercial starts after this it does like the way it's edited like it's like do you want to be a biker boy (laughs) yeah look how much fun they're having you can do sweet stunts (laughs) like this and this And this. <laughs> yeah. Biker boys. Yeah, it's all that. And then, like, occasionally they'll just show a flash of someone getting beat up in a tunnel. And you're like, wait, no, I don't want to be. I don't want to call the biker boys hotline. Sometimes this happens. <laughs> Does this ever happen to you? Call 1-800-BIKER-BOYS. <laughs> yeah. So, Kid has found out, you know, his his crew are getting beaten up in a tunnel by. Uh, also, mom's come and told him that Lawrence Fisher is your dad. Right. You know. Oh, and that just that's super. Oh, yeah. He moves like, out. Oh, really? Well, fuck him royally. Yeah. Then Oh, I, I got to stay true and not race. Well, yeah. fuck you, mom. I'm yeah. going to go live with my girlfriend, my tattoo girlfriend. Oh, well, that's, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's a better deal, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so 
his crew is getting beat up in a tunnel and he goes to stop it and a gun comes out, which mm-hmm. is like a moment of con. Finally, something is happening here. Yep. Rednecks are beating the fuck out of these guys. Nope. No, Lord, Lawrence Lord Fishburne, Fishburne just ghosts into yeah. the scene. Just like, I heard there was trouble in yeah. Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> There's a glitch in the Matrix. I was told there was conflict in this movie. And what are you doing here? He's just like, how do I make this stop? And the guy's it's like, like, yeah, he swindled my son out of $1,200. And he's like, you're going to I'll, I'll pay it. He's like, mm, I don't know. I can't do that. And he's like, well, I can't let this go. And he's like, you're going to double it. He's like, fine, done. Yeah. Like, it's conflict simple, over. Yeah, simple as conflict ever. They're like, all right, we'll just make sure he doesn't come up here to Fresno again. Yeah, stay out of Fresno. Yeah, <laughs> stay out of the Woolworth. <laughs> and who was that dude? Like, uh, uh, Character-wise? Yeah, no, 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 no. no. The, the, he was the leader of Fresno. Yeah, actor-wise. <laughs> uh, Titus Swelliver, he was, he's on Lost. And okay, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. on that show Bosch on Amazon. Right. Yeah, yeah. I totally recognize it. Another like, holy shit, it's that guy. Yeah, I just cannot this remember. was early on in okay. his career. So a, a three minute scene where he's just like holding a gun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, you know, stay out of Fresno, whatever. And you would think they would be like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I don't know who gives a fuck about Fresno. Yeah, let's go to Sacramento. Y- yeah. Or, you know, San Luis Obispo or some <laughs> bullshit. But no, apparently Fresno is the hub. It's like the Sturgis of the West for bikers because that's where the Fresno Speedway is. And yeah, at some again, point, there, there's more dumb beefing, and then it's like, well, we'll just settle this in Fresno. <laughs> yeah. And yes. Yeah. Because uh, so Smoke has raced uh, Kid Rock mm-hmm. for helmets and beaten Kid Rock. He beats Kid Rock, and Kid Rock at, at losing is going is supposed to give Lawrence Fishburne his helmet, but instead just throws it off a bridge. Is like fuck you, and it's like, oh, finally, here's the conflict. Kid Rock is going to go full meth asshole and ruin everything, but. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> not really. No, they're just like, oh, bad dog. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of that. Kind of. Yes. Because then like the night before, like there's an unofficial race that's going to happen between kid and kid rock. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, or let's say kid and uh, dog, 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 um, dag, um, <laughs> kid and dag yeah. are going to race the right. night before. And kid we, rock race is dirty yeah he just like swerves into into the other lane like causing well, instability in the other rider yeah lawrence fishman was able, able to overcome it because he's fucking awesome sure kid is just like oh god and rex mm-hmm. so and, and like basically they're like like they they have to like scrape him off the ground he's okay but yeah. you know like he's his bike is toast and there's a brief moment like besides that like this sort of unofficial race where they're finishing their beef mm-hmm. um there is this We'll settle this in Fresno moment between Lawrence Fishburne and Kid, where it's like we'll race, and whichever one of us wins, yeah. the other one uh, quits by being a biker altogether. Right, and he's yeah, like, like deal." So, like the the unofficial Kid dog race was at the Fresno Speedway, right? And then it's like midnight, and he and uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence are Fishburne are just talking on the track, and Lawrence Fishburne says. Yeah, the cops are shutting this place down. Too many people are dying. Or too many people got hurt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, we found this greedy-ass farmer who's allowed us to race on his land, so we're going to go settle this there. Tomorrow at noon. Yeah, he's like, your bike better be ready, and he was like, oh. Which, this didn't look like noon at all. It was like, no. It was like 7 p.m. Yeah. It was very much dusk. Yeah, so he's he's trying to fix his bike, and everyone's trying to help him with his bike and he goes to start it and it like explodes and mm-hmm. zaps him. Yeah. And, and then you see kid rocket company come around the corner. And you're like, here comes the conflict. Yeah, here it is. And I was like, Oh, this fucking movie, they're going to show up and help him fix his bike. Motherfucker. If they don't show up and be like, Oh yeah, you're probably, you're never going to get your bike running tomorrow. Here, take mine. Use mine. It was my fault anyway. Yeah. Peace it's out. Like, 
I can't wait till you fucking beat Lawrence Fishburne because he's such a piece of shit. And again, this movie has still never for one second shown why Lawrence Fishburne is a piece of shit. But now for some reason, Kid Rock has joined up with Kid mm-hmm. and they have formed this alliance to defeat the evil Lawrence Fishburne. Whatever. So <laughs> they, God, they roll forever to get to this farm. And they just, sure do. Is I don't know where in Fresno this is, but man, they takes a long time to get there. Well, there's all these shots of them, like, you know, riding this giant bike parade through mm-hmm. this farm. And big at a certain point, I just started recounting, hey, do you remember all the parts of this movie where this happened? <laughs> Pepperidge Farm, remember uh-huh. this? Yep. <laughs> and they finally get to whatever stretch of land they're going to race on. And it's... <sighs> it's just a standard race. Like, they, they, they do this... Well, first, they do this whole, like, Braveheart, like... There's this weird, like, Red Rover, Red Rover yeah. scene where... Th- all the I mean, it's a fucking it's war lines. It's like it's yeah. old school, like you know, like syndrome, syndrome commander out to parlay. It's yes. like what are the terms of your duel? Well, ah, he would like his girlfriend to start the race, and, and it's like that's fine. However, Lord's Fi- Sir Lord's Fishburne of the Fishburns of the Melbourne Fishburns uh-huh. uh, w- requested it to be a clean race. Yeah, no tricks and no nos. No nos. <laughs> None like, of that bullshit. Hmm, let's see. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. We acquiesce to your demands. And they, they agree by revving their engines at each other, which uh, I guess they just know what that means. Yeah. It's one f- one for no, two for yes. Yeah, but this kid revs once and, and Lawrence Fishburne like responds long. with twice. Uh, so it's like, yes, no, okay, well, let's just go. I get, okay, fine. Well, he, he was, you, you know, you have to you have to rev up with the code of your right. thing. So he was like, oh. biker, please. Oh, okay. And then uh, Lawrence Fishburne was like, Black Knights. And then they're like, okay, cool. We're good. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They go over to like where they're going to start the race and each one like rips out their NOS container and throws it to the other side. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, I got your NOS. So (laughs) I got your NOS (laughs) at your finger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So and then it's 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 race time and they just stay neck and neck and then like. Lawrence Fishburne has his tunnel vision. He's in, he's in his weird Doctor ha- Who time tunnel. However, like now past events of the movie are invading his uh, his tunnel vision. Uh-huh. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, Kid starts getting tunnel vision. Yes, he does acquire the tunnel vision, yeah, but he, he does not have any flashbacks to anything. He no, just, he's just, straight he's just in the zone. Vision. And Lawrence Fishburne just decides to let him win. Yeah, like at the last second, he backs off just enough to let him cross first. And then he's just like, here's my helmet. He's like, why don't you hang on to it? I'll come by and get it sometime. Yeah, and Lawrence Fishburne is just like, okay, cool. well, I guess you're I the guess I'll ride off here, king yeah. of Cali now. Yeah, bye. And he just rides off into nowhere. Yes. He is the biggest bed you can buy, the California King. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then everyone rolls up on Kid, like, hey, you're yeah. the leader now. You're the best. And I'm sorry, but if like if this is the thing Lawrence Fishburne is doing to pass the torch to his kid, mm-hmm. his kid's gonna get smoked in the next race because he didn't win legit. He mm-hmm. couldn't beat him, so. Whatever. The ending of this movie is dumb, like real super dumb, because then it's just like, and then I was King of Cali and I, whatever happens, happens. The end. Peace out. Mm-hmm. Since nothing happened, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> right. Don't burn. That's the moral of your story. Don't burn your rubber sole, burn your revolver, whatever mm-hmm. the tattoo says. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Biker boys. Biker boys and their yellow submarines. Mm-hmm. This, this is not what we thought it was. No. No. It, it is not. No. It's not. Um, it's nothing, in, as in, in point of fact, because nothing happens no, in, in this whole fucking movie. I, there are things I like about this movie. Mm-hmm. It seems earnest. 
enough, but it's like the material isn't there for what the actors are given to do with it. It seems like there's motivation within the characters, but the story never allows any of that to make any sense. I think the cast of this movie is phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like I don't think we even mentioned every how deep it goes no, in some roles. No, it it's like everybody is somebody in mm-hmm. this, and this just doesn't seem like the kind of movie that any of these people would be doing, let alone a few of them. Yeah. Um, but I w- okay, so like th- I was with you this whole time. Like, there's no conflict. What is this movie? It's dumb. But I, for the whole time, I was sitting there thinking, I'm still probably going to give it one jocks. I think I could say to people, maybe give it a watch because it's a curiosity mm-hmm. on the filmography of so many people. Sure. But then that ending happened, and I was just like, this is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, the kid does not in any way deserve to win because he's this random bit of conflict in the movie that is completely unjustified. He's mad at Lawrence Fishburne for no reason. And then he pairs up with Kid Rock, who's a piece of shit. I don't. So I I'm dropping it down to one bag. It's it's like. It's almost worth the journey, but then you get to how it resolves itself and you're like, no, mm-hmm. I, I want to admire that the, it paints bikers as being almost responsible people because like orlando jones is shown at one point to be a lawyer oh that's right <laughs> and his name is soul train so yes. he is soul train esquire yes he's, he's just like because like the uh, the dudes get arrested when they've raced for too long because the cops finally show up and uh to get kid out of jail orlando jones changes into lawyer mode mm-hmm. and it's like oh he's a cool ass lawyer that's neat yeah he's a lawyer by day and a daredevil by night yeah so I was intrigued by this culture of they all get along and they give to charity and everything's fine. And there's no, cause all my life I've been taught that bikers are fucking assholes mm-hmm. in everything. Every movie ever. They're supposed to go into convenience stores and fuck everything up and ride out to the desert and do LSD. You know, I mean, that's, that's what bikers do. Oh, I, <laughs> I, all right. You should really watch some biker movies from the sixties, man. They're all, they're oh, all okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like the doors maybe, but you know, like, <laughs> When I think bikers, it's just like, nah, man, I don't need a desert. Oh, I just man. Need a water and hole. Oh, no, you should see some 60s bikers movies. Man. Okay, okay. But yeah, I just, the ending really bummed me out. So one one bag. It's okay. almost a thing I could say, eh, watch it, but. Mm. Now, I, I feel like I've painted myself into a corner because <laughs> honestly, in every conceivable way, this is still a better movie than Redline, but it's still not a good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I could almost give this two bags, and my only reasoning would be I liked watching the dude kick people in red line, and Lady was pretty. <laughs> yeah. There are pretty ladies in this. Yes, making good but, is especially pretty. Yeah, but there is, like, nothing happens. Yeah. I mean, at least there was dumb cuts, and, like, you could point at people being acting stupid, but, like, people were acting credibly, like, not incredibly. They were acting credibly throughout this entire movie, and, yeah. in fact, sometimes doing a very good job. It's just what they were acting is nothing, like literally nothing. Like, I don't understand how you make a movie that has as little conflict as this does. Yep. I mean, this is like fucking Roman holiday. Like, it's just <laughs> like there is no like that, you know, it's just like, hey, this is a feel good time. Yeah. And, and but instead of a motor scooter, we have, you know, crotch yeah. rockets. I mean, I maybe like wanted like some kind of 
law enforcement angle to where like they just didn't understand that these bikers weren't doing anything wrong. Well, except for speeding and endangering themselves. But yes, but for, it seemed like for the most part, whenever they were racing, it was all it's not like Fast and the Furious where they were just putting people's lives in danger in traffic. It seemed like they always had a set time sure. to where they had the roads blocked off. Because Lawrence Fishburne acted like at that one point when the cops did show up, it was like, we're out of time. We right. only had this bridge for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like they were more responsible than that. But I don't know. This yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to, as weird as it makes it sound, I'm going to settle on two bags. Because okay. this movie made me more actively angry. Because, like I said, I felt like, despite the, probably the incredible asshole nature behind mm-hmm. Redline, I felt like that was at least trying to do something with nothing. Yeah. Whereas I felt like this was doing nothing with plenty. Yeah. And that and that generally makes me more angry. There's two th- there's two really dumb things in Redline we didn't mention, and okay. one of them is a motorcycle bit where I think it was Army guy who, when he was during super pissed off mode mm-hmm. jumps over a railroad crossing in what is one of the worst special effects I've ever seen. Yes. And also, there's no reason for him to be in as big a hurry as No. He is. Like, there's no ticking clock <laughs> no. That, that he's aware of. Yeah. He is just, I've got to go. Yeah. And then there's this other bit where, for some reason, they've given Eddie Griffin this annoying girlfriend that has decided she wants off of his plane. Yeah, she's like, pull the plane over. Yeah. So they land this plane in what is, like, a... Godzilla model of mm-hmm. uh, Las Vegas highway and it's just like they're oh, pulling the cars on a string and then this little toy plane comes and lands and it's like well, this is the goofiest thing I've seen in a while at least it had that I mean I kept waiting for biker boys just to hit like Tron mode where these bikes just went into fucking <laughs> laser beams and shit and none nope. of that happens nope. but I mean the bike designs are nice I mean they obviously spent some money on some bikes sure if you like that kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. This It's a DreamWorks movie, for yeah, God's sake. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like there is so much money and talent behind this. Yeah. And they just didn't bother with us, like any kind of script. Yeah. They were like, just go out there and make biker guys look yeah, good. Yeah. Boys. Okay. Uh, yeah. Men. I don't, I don't know if Jeffrey Katzenberg was like, hey, <laughs> these bikers are all right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, huh. Mm-hmm an unfortunate pairing of, of films. It's it's very weird, and Biker Boys is so not even remotely close to the Fast and Furious universe. No. Other than they're on fast machines. Yeah. They are no so not, they are not furious no. at all. They are. Kid is the closest to Furious, and his furiousness is yeah. misguided the entire time. More like, you know, furious, and <laughs> it's kind of mangy. <laughs> I mean, even like the whole, like, tuna melt fight at the beginning of Fast and Furious had made more sense than the conflict in this, and that was fucking dumb <laughs> so yeah uh this was you know this was a special occasion fate of the furious came out mm-hmm. so we were like let's do it yeah let's break it up we'll probably go back to maybe a shaw brothers movie or two while we're swerved we might could watch something that's on the periphery Ooh. Ah. i'm just saying while we're out okay before we get back in okay we might do that too yeah uh, we're, we're not leaving the shaw brothers universe uh i think we've just established that Shaw Brothers universe is something we can come back to at any point. Sure, yeah. So when we have dumb ideas, we we may swerve off. And Yeah, I'm just saying this will be a minor swerve back yeah. into traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, we'll be back next week with something cool. Yeah. So you. if you're a patron and you're listening to this at, like, you know, the synchronized time, mm-hmm. 
with because uh, there will be fast or fate of the furious talk on yes. Bamcast Prime. Yes. Um, if you're listening on the regular feed, mm-hmm. uh, well, go back like four episodes and you'll hear us talk about fate of the furious in the second half of the Bamcast. It will probably be the entire second half of the Bamcast. Probably. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying like we we did this for you patrons so that there's some synchronicity going on here. Mm-hmm. We we love that synergy. Synergy. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Even though the movies were asked. <laughs> <laughs> but we do it for you. Mm-hmm. Bad movies is in the title of what we do. And here are two. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, until next week, um, we'll be back with something that you will enjoy. We guarantee it. <laughs> we might not, but we hope you will. Right. Until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra. Out. Out.